So today we celebrate the archangels, and then on October the 2nd, we will celebrate our guardian angels. And they go hand in hand because they are one of two of God's greatest creations, man and the angels. Now, if you've heard my talk on the angels, which is here on the YouTube channel and on Facebook, you'll see that I talk all about our guardian angels and the archangels and the choirs of angels. And if you saw it, you know that I said, and I always ask the question to my seventh grade catechism when I taught them, who's higher, the angel or a man? Who's higher? And you always get mixed responses. So if you heard the talk, you know I said, angels were created above man by nature, meaning the way that we were born versus the way they were created the angel is higher. They have a superior intellect. They're not constrained like we are by space and time. I have to drive to Detroit. I can't just go and I'm in Detroit. They're not, um, they don't get sick like we do. Um, they have superior intellects. So the angel is created higher than man by nature, but by grace, meaning a gift of God, man has been elevated above the angel. And that is because of two main reasons. The incarnation, where God became one of us, a man. The angels, the third that fell, were upset. Why didn't he become an angel? That was God's, excuse me, Satan's argument was that, wait a minute here, Lord. You're going to become a man? They're below me. This was pride. And so he says, I'm not going to kneel down especially to some 15-year-old Jewish girl. That's why he actually fears Satan, according to the saints. I'm sorry. That's why Satan fears um, Mary more than God, according to the saints, because he can halfway understand losing to God, but to lose to a 15-year-old Jewish girl doesn't make any sense in pride. And so Satan basically said, I'm not going to worship something below me. So when the plan was revealed by God that he was going to become a man, Satan said, no way. That was the fall. Now we know from scripture that a third of the angels fell. And Father Seraphim, God rest his soul, always had a unique take on that. He said, you know what third of the angels fell from the sky? So he, this was our dinner conversations. And um, I was just a postulant or something and I didn't know. And he said, the, the angels, traditionally a third are dedicated to adoring the face of the Father, or the Father, a third to the Son, a third to the Holy Spirit. Although they're one God and all the angels worship all three in a way. But the third that fell was the third that adored the Son. Because the Son becoming a man was below them and Satan led them in rebellion. And so now those fallen angels who have been evicted from heaven are raging war on us. They're waging war on us so that we will find the same demise they did because we're the reason for their fall. What is the first thing in our broken human nature we want to do? If somebody destroys us, we want to destroy them. But that's not the way of God. And so these angels are constantly battling 
to defeat and to, to, to damn us so we share in the same fate. And they do it. They're very, the, the demons are very sly. They don't do it in this abrupt turning heads and vomiting, projectile vomiting. They're going to do it in sly ways. For instance, women's health. This is couched in so much lies that this is for the good of society. This a bill that is going through Congress to basically allow abortion on any and every level. It's in insane. It's insanity, but it's satanic. We just finished our show that's going to be airing on Halloween on EWTN. We ask that you join us every Wednesday. In fact, tonight, I made a mistake. I said last week it was going to be How to Pray. How to Pray is actually our EWTN episode tonight at 6.30. If you can't catch it, you can see it on our, our, web ch our YouTube channel, excuse me, our website, livingdivinemercy.org. But we just finished filming a former satanic high wizard and he was a Satanist for years and he was converted by the miraculous metal. A woman at the mall gave him a miraculous medal and he put it in his hand and all of a sudden his whole world went black and he saw the Blessed Mother holding this miraculous medal. And what he did is he converted and what he's now teaching is he has stated over and over that Satan's object is to kill the most innocent and that that's why abortion is a satanic sacrifice. And so we pray for all these poor women who are confused and hurt, that they will realize that they're loved by God and that God doesn't want them to go down the wrong path, but loves them, will always be with them, but wants them to choose the most innocent life. So please pray and join us for that episode. But anyway, these are who the angels are. So they're constantly battling now the fallen versus the protectors. Now, today we celebrate the protectors, the ultimate protectors, the archangels. Now, you've heard me say there's three levels or three choirs, I should say, of angels. So there's nine choirs. This, is, this comes from tradition. Now, what's very important, let's first talk about how we know this about the angels. Because a lot of people say, like, where are you crazy Catholics getting this? All right. We know about the saints, but who are these angels? They're servants. They're messengers of God. Jesus said they behold the face of the Father in heaven. This is their job. And the existence of them, they are spiritual. They're not corporal. We're corporal. They're spiritual. We're both. We're composite, body and spirit. We all have souls, animals have souls, plants have souls, but they're not rational, immortal souls. Only man is, and that's what's called a spirit. So we are spirit and body. They are only spirit, okay? This is an element of our truth. Now, the existence of angels is the highest level of our belief. It's called dogma. Now, people are always criticizing the Catholic. I don't believe in this man-made doctrine, man-made dogma. Dogma is not man-made. Dogma means it's revealed by God. And so how do we know the angels are dogma? Because we just read it in Scripture. Angels are revealed to us in Scripture. Now, not all dogma, excuse me, all dogma and doctrine. Let's look at this. Doctrine is 
the existence of certain things or what we teach, but not all doctrine is dogma. Dogma is the highest level. Everything the church teaches is doctrine, like purgatory. But even purgatory is not dogma. Purgatory is a teaching of the church. It's doctrine based on revelation and the saints and tradition, mostly tradition. But angels are dogma. They're the highest level. So a doctrine is dogma when it's expressly revealed by God in scripture or in sacred tradition, but expressly, expressly revealed by God. So we Catholics believe in angels, those in heaven and those who have fallen. And so what are the angels? Okay, they're spiritual persons. They're actually persons. They're like you or me, but they're without bodies. Now, the difference is, each one is a different species. All of us are humans, human beings, homo sapiens. We are one species. But the angels, each individual angel is a different species. And there are so many billions more angels than human beings. In fact, all our guardian angels, every human being who's ever lived said a guardian angel only comes from one choir. There's nine choirs. But all of us who've ever lived and ever will live have a guardian angel that comes from only one choir. That's how many more angels there are. And in fact, another father, Seraphim, he says, do you know when the world will end? I said, Father, nobody knows when the world will end. He says, nobody knows the day or the hour, but we know the world will end. He used to claim the world will end when the number of human souls that enters into heaven replaces the number of angels that fell from the sky that day of the test. All right, so let's go on here. Now, what's interesting is they don't marry. Why do angels not marry? Because they're not mortal and they don't need to reproduce like we do. We're mortal and so we need to reproduce. That's why we marry. But there's no, well, priests don't marry. Well, we do, the church. But that's why there's no marriage in heaven. Because there's no more death. There's no more reproduction. So anyway, they were all created at once at the beginning of time. And as I said before, they're not they're not like us. They're, they're, in, they're superior in many ways, like their intellect. They know more than us. Although they know more, though, they still have free will. That's why they had to pass the test. They had to pass the test that was given them. Now, they, the reason they only given one shot, and the reason we, praise be to God, if you're not utilizing it, utilize it, confession, Every time we fall and make a mistake like the fallen angels did, we have another shot. We get to redo it. Why, Father? Because they have such superior intellect, they could see the consequences of their actions. We can't. We're veiled. And so when we make a mistake, God gives us the confessional to get back on our feet. Whereas the angels could see the consequence of their action and they still chose, third, still chose rebellion. Now, I've said before, one of the most common sins I hear in the confessional are sexual sins. And people have come to me and confessed sexual sins. And they said, Father, you know, it's just part of who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, actually, there is. It's called grace. And I want to tell you something I heard a long time ago that helped me so tremendously. That every time you're tempted, think about this. 
If you are tempted in an illicit sexual way anytime, think of this. One of the great saints said that to resist one strong sexual temptation, illicit now, one strong illicit sexual temptation is to pass a greater test than even that faced by Lucifer and his demons at the time of the fall. Wow. To resist one strong sexual temptation is to pass a greater test than even that faced by Lucifer and his demons at the time of the fall. If you think of that, and the moment you're tempted, you actually contemplate that I have an opportunity to pass a greater test than the angels. It's going to help you tremendously. And so that is something I can't say enough. All right. So now the demons, many fell. And as I said, they desire to bring us down. That's spiritual warfare. But we also have the help of the good angels. I mentioned there are nine, three choirs of three sets of angels. Who are they? In the highest sphere. I'm sorry, nine choirs, three spheres, nine total. So three spheres of three, three times three is nine. So in the first sphere, you have the seraphim, the highest of the angels, the cherubim, and the thrones. In the second sphere, you have the dominions, the virtues, and the powers. In the third sphere, you have the principalities, the archangels, and the angels. Now, we get our guardian angels from the lowest choir, the angels. But and above that are the archangels. Now, somebody might say, well, Father, it sounds like they're the second lowest. I thought Michael was the top angel. Yeah. Okay. Archangels traditionally are the second lowest choir. But these seven, because of their role, were elevated above all nine choirs. So in a way, St. Michael's even greater than the seraphim. That's amazing. A lot of the people don't know this is a church, kind of church tradition. So to finish, who are the archangels? They are the chief angels. They're the officers. They're mentioned. Why do we know this? Because they're mentioned in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. They're mentioned in Thessalonians, in the New and Jude, right? And Gabriel and Michael are mentioned throughout in the New Testament. Raphael is in the Old. He told Tobias that he was one of the seven who stand before the Lord. So here's the thing. Are there three father or are there seven? All right. Scripture tells us we think there are seven, but it only mentions three. That's why we celebrate Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. They're the three named archangels. All right. But we believe there are seven. Now let's look at this. Who's Michael? He's the protector of Israel and the church, the new Israel. It's possible, and there's, this is, I mean, very, very important um, that, that I think a lot of people don't know is that Michael, by his nature, is in the second lowest choir. Because remember, archangels and then angels, and that's the lowest two choirs. By nature, he's the second lowest. But by grace, just like man, Michael was elevated to the top. Why? When Satan rebelled, Michael stood up. And he fought. He was one that just didn't sit by the sidelines. This is what we need in our priests today. We don't need sideline priests. We need priests who are going to get out in the battle. And this is what Michael did. And he said, who is like God? 
as he challenged Satan. That is the name Michael means, who is like God. There is none like God. And so then God elevated Michael to be the commander of all the heavenly hosts above all others. And so, Michael, we invoke him as patron and protector of the church. Man, do we need him today, right? The name of each archangel reflects something about God, but here's what's really unique. Each archangel reflects the three things of a priest. A priest is connected to the angels. What are they? Let's start with Michael. The first thing a priest needs to be, a fighter priest needs to be a fighter, not meaning that we're going to pick up a gun and, and kill an enemy. We're going to pick up a rosary and pray that our Congress votes to uphold the dignity of life. So, the, so the, 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 the first one is he's got to be a fighter. That's who Michael was. He threw Satan out of heaven. The second is he's got to be an evangelizer. This was Gabriel. Gabriel was the one who brought the most important message in human history to Mary, right? That means power of God. He delivered the most important message ever. And then the third thing is a priest should be a healer. Now, he might not have the gift of physical healing, but he has the gift to be able to heal you in the confessional. Not because of who he is. I'm uh, no way... Uh, uh, to the degree that I deserve to be able to forgive sins in the confessionals because God delegated it to his priests. And so in Raphael, that means God heals. So he's a healer, just like the priest. Raphael came to the aid of Tobias in the Old Testament. The priest comes to your aid in the confessional. So the three things of the angels, Michael means fighter, right? Gabriel means evangelizer and um, Raphael means healer are the three things a priest is to be. And so this is powerful stuff. So God asked them, here's the bottom line. God asked them to do a favor for him. And they truly fulfilled it. Michael battled Satan, right? Gabriel announced the annunciation of the role of Mary. And Raphael came to Tobias's aid and he's a healer. So God asked them for a favor. They fulfilled it. Wouldn't it be nice if we did that? Wouldn't it be nice when God asks us a favor, we step up like that? And so let's ask their help today on this special day so that we can aid, be aided by their incredible um, intercessory power. They're helping us. This is a great gift from God, and it's one that we don't utilize enough. Again, on the second, we'll talk about our, arch, our uh, guardian angels. But these archangels are the top. Even St. Faustina, it's believed, if you read her diary, that one of her guardian angel was one of the seven archangels. Because she said, as I was riding on the bus and my guardian angel was next to me, as we passed by the churches, she said, all the other angels of the churches, these are the other nine choirs that were guarding the churches, would bow to her guardian angel, which means most likely St. Faustina's guardian angel was one of the seven archangels. Wow, that's something. So let us turn to our guardian angel. Let's turn to the angels, the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, ask for this gift of healing, ask for this gift of evangelization, and let's ask for this gift of fighting. 
And again, not physical violence, but fighting in the way of prayer, penance, fasting to be able to give God the glory. Let us not just sit by and say, let somebody else do it. Read those emails that come out to you saying, let's gather together in prayer. This is what's going on in our world. This is what crazy things are happening in our government. And let's pray. Let's unite. Let's go to mass. Let's go to the sacraments. Let's ask the guardian angels. Let's ask the archangels to help us. Praise be to God for this gift. It's one that we don't want to neglect. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.